Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was and have thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners, so please tell us about your experience if you made the switch. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, as well as extreme Colorado sports fans just like us. So head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group today and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Welcome into the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. When you win a bunch of money, go spend $30 and join the Broncos tailgate and party bus. Have some fun on Sunday with us. Get real drunk with unlimited beers and some sexy pizza to boot. So jump on it. Have a great time. That's, for the record, not editorializing. They're called sexy pizza. <laughs> they're, they're company it's not has... Rudo making a pass at the pizza. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I got my Manscaped shirt on, so I don't have to say anything today, okay? Seems like a good fit for you. Oh, yeah. Manscaped but... and sexy pizza. <laughs> There you go. If you're trying to... No. All right. We won't go there. Uh, The Avs take down a sexy win last night, though. Mm. Six to four over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, This one has some implications, I think, to the NHL roster. Probably not direct implications, but we talked about Shane Bowers setting the bar in game one. Blaze, safe to say the bar is quite a bit higher after this one? Oh, for sure. I mean, somebody stood out, and that Jumbotron looked totally different last night. Can we talk <laughs> about that graphics package? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, 10 minutes into period one, you realize that the uh, the score bug in the arena is its own screen and not part of the Jumbotron <laughs> screen. So you're watching this whole game. You have no idea how much time is left, what the score is. You're a little bit in the dark, but... Oh. And it was brutal, right? I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but like for the first five yeah, minutes of the game, it, just it was just like chop. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to figure out how to get this to stream the right way. But after yeah, that, was... there was one dude that stood out, I thought, last night. Yeah, yeah. I, well, he's obviously our title sake. So yeah. uh, we'll get to him in a minute. I do want to kind of go through the, the set of the game. At least let's get through the first period here before before Ranta really turned it up. Uh, Nazem Kadri, the first to score a goal. Uh, this one was <laughs> pure luck. Uh, but uh, what do you think of Kadri's first proper game action back? Because, yes, he scored the goal. He also was involved in that incident with Ryan Hartman doing... Look, I'm pretty sure Ryan Hartman should have at least got a charging penalty or something for for chasing down Kadri and smacking him in the back. Kadri gets a retaliation penalty. No, I don't. Didn't he just get a penalty for the garbage with Landeskog afterward? Oh, yes, he did. That was the roughing call. Yeah, he didn't get anything. for. So you're saying, okay, so you're saying you should have gotten something for the initial play. Yeah. Taking 12 strides and rocking Kadri in the back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That seems like what happens to Kadri out there, right? Like guys just take free shots at him. Cause I know that a lot of the times they're, he's not going to get that call. 
So it's like open season. And, and a lot of times, I mean, like when a guy reacts the way that Kadri reacts, like he's going to end up in the box. So you're doing your team a favor by basically starting a power play well, for the team. That's what, that's what the whole problem was, right? Was that because Landis Cog, if you go and watch it, Landis Cog doesn't even see Kadri get rocked. Yeah. Um, he's got his back to it because he's going to retrieve the puck. He has his back to the play. He doesn't even see that happen. And Kadri gets up and retaliates. Gives him the world's smallest cross check. Yeah, it <laughs> gives him. And well, in Hartman, Hartman does the whole. I've been sniped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And it was, and that was what Landy saw. And land that's why Landy skated over and was like, you bitch, get up. <laughs> and that was the, like, that was his, that was his problem. That was Landis Cog's problem in the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have any problem with Landis Cog being angry with Hartman. I, it's an over that, but you can't be grinding over it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It was exactly. it was like a preseason game, and like you know the competitive <laughs> juices are flowing and all that. But it was also just like, God, like this is way over the top, guys. This was not that. It wasn't a bad hit. It wasn't like a super egregious dive. It just wasn't that big of a deal. It was because it was Ryan Hartman and Ryan Hartman on the first shift of the game after they won the faceoff. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they, so he wins a faceoff and they go back. They retrieve the puck in their own zone and somebody gets near him during the breakout and he just fucks with them constantly. Yep. And like, he's just Ryan Hartman. That's what he does. It's who he is. Yeah. It's, how he's, it's, who he's, it's what he's wired to be. And like, they just hate him. And so they saw it was him with anything, doing anything. And it was just like, all right, this is our excuse to tee off on this, dude. And it's like, on some level, you don't want to tell Landy and Kadri, don't be who you are. But on another level, like, really, Landy, you need to be going after a dude in a preseason game. (laughs) Like, if you, even if you beat the crap out of that guy and you're like, great, he will never mess with any of us ever again. And he breaks his hand doing it and misses six weeks. Was that worth it to beat up Ryan Hartman in a preseason game? <laughs> like it was just a total hold, like. Hold on. It just blows a gasket, I, and it was like. While Jesus. I agree that this is a total reaction, is there not a little bit of a positive here where you can say, "Look, people are going to be doing this to Kadri." I agree with Blaze on this. Everybody knows Kadri is on his last leg. If he does something stupid, yeah. it's going to hurt really bad. So. Yeah. Game one of Kadri's season, preseason, really. Landy comes in and does that. Is that not saying, hey, look, Kadri, we got you. Just if this stuff happens, just walk away. We'll take care of it. You keep yourself in the lineup. Like Curtis McDermott is in this game. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I mean, Dennis Gilbert did fight a dude later in the game, also. He played like Dennis, like Curtis McDermott played like 19 (laughs) minutes or something. Was this not like one of the things that they sold everybody on? Like, they. We went and got a fourth round. We gave up a fourth round pick for a guy who's going to stand up for our star players. 
this is a guy who's going to handle the business. He is going to be the dude that, you know, he won't, he won't let our guys get pushed around anymore because we were too soft last year and blah, 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 blah. All right. Here's your chance. And who's, who, who gets the misconducts? It's Landy and Kadri. <laughs> Curtis McDermott doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then, and then, and then when your goaltender gets run over, Dennis Gilbert fights a random dude. Yeah, does not fight the guy. He just fights just the guy the closest, closest guy. to him. Yeah. Now, yeah. And <laughs> to be instead fair. Of, instead of Curtis McDermott fighting, fighting the guy that actually ran over the goaltender, he helps him up. <laughs> it was like, I just. I mean, McDermott also kind of pushed him in to Kemper. Look, he, <laughs> he leaned on him a little bit, but like, <laughs> the, you never, you never really know how much that like could he have stopped? How much of an effort did Felino truly make? I don't know. Point is, is that Curtis McDermott had multiple opportunities to do the thing that was supposed to be. His big selling point. Oh, he's gonna stick up for his teammates. And this and instead is Dennis Gilbert, is Gabe Landiscog, and is Nazem Kadri taking care of their own business. <laughs> Curtis McDermott's just chilling, giving up goals and shit. I think so a lot of like, this what's the point here? Yeah. This is uh I think a lot of it though stems from last year. I think you know, Landy's kind of had a chance to hear the chatter from last year about the team being soft, and he's wants to set the tone that. They're not going to take anything this year, right? So, like, it's a preseason game. So, what, he gets 10 minutes. I'm sure him and Kadri probably didn't want to be out there that much anyway. So, it's like a nice little rest for them. Um, yeah, they but 13 he, minutes on ice time. He's like, yeah, hurt. yeah. Got he definitely got fired scored. up, though, because, like, I, I was in that camp of, like, yeah, he just doesn't want to play till the very end, <laughs> at the end buzzer when he took a swing going for some uh, some back-of-the-leg stuff right at the buzzer. So, he Definitely Landy was hot, but I I think it's this thing where like everyone, you know, the detractors of the avalanche said that they're soft and that they can't play in the playoffs. So he wants to set that tone early on that they're not taking anything this year. Well, and like, okay, but this has been a criticism of the abs for Landis Cog's entire career. Yeah. So what's up? Yeah. I, and I don't know. I mean, last year, like, I don't know, man. I just. Last year, he started out the St. Louis series by, like, force-feeding the bad Shen brother, the yep. other bad Shen brother, uh, the, his fists, yep. like, rapid fire. And it was like, oh, set the tone, you know? Like, oh, St. Louis was going to try and bully Colorado. Well, that didn't work. Okay, well, where was Landy in the second round then going after a Vegas guy to set that tone? How often does, how often does your captain and third best player on your top line need to be like setting this tone. Sure. Like, and, and like you're paying guys in part to do some of this, right? Like to handle some of this business. Now, like part of Landy's appeal has been that he will take care of his own business. That's all good and well, but again, it's certainly a $7 million player. That's a 60 point guy on your top line. You can't be having missing man. half of a game. Like misconduct penalties. But... <laughs> it's preseason though. Who cares? Yeah, right. A little bit. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But a good chirp guy. <laughs> yes, the Shens. <laughs> Incredibly important players on those teams. 
Was it like Luke Shen just keeps getting his name like rinsed and repeated on because he's been he's been in Tampa Bay? <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, look, we kind of went down the whole Cadre Landy road. I do want to talk about a, a bigger positive here. Best defenseman on the ice, Eric Johnson, by miles and miles and miles, or was it Sam Gerrard? Uh, it was definitely Eric Johnson, man. It was definitely Eric Johnson. I mean, he, there were they were like three minutes into the game, and that dude just smoked somebody at center ice, and you were like, <laughs> "All right, well, he's been waiting, like he's been doing it to his teammates in camp." Yep. So he got he got an opportunity to to rock one of the wild players at center ice. He did it. He did it again later in the game, and then yep. turned around and hit one of his teammates because I guess he just <laughs> hadn't had enough. It was like it, it was. Eric Johnson, like that was the Eric Johnson that we saw when he was 27, 26. You know, when Patrick Wall was here and he was like, EJ, you're our guy. Go do everything for us. Yep. And yeah. that was the EJ that we saw. That was like prime EJ. That's a super unfair expectation of what to 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 see to what to expect from Eric Johnson all year long. But Boy, was it a fun reminder of what he can be when he turns it up. And that, I mean, is that not a case for potentially trying to keep him fresh this year? Yeah. No, it's trying a great to, case. Trying to give him yes. some time off when and where you can, maybe, to keep yeah. those legs going. The other the other thing, not only that, but that they paired him with G. And we had always, okay, well, what? how are they going to sort all these pairings out? What are they going to do all these things? You know, like, what are they going to do with all these guys, right? I think that answered that question last night. Just put those two cats together. And when Taves is ready to go, you have Taves and McCarr. And that that pairing, because that pairing was so good last year. Yep. It was one of the three best pairings in the entire NHL. You just run that back with the question being, well, who plays next to Sam Gerrard? Because Gerrard was sort of that rotational guy that had lots of different partners, and he ended up a lot next to Ryan Graves. And, and it's like all all love to Ryan Graves. Kid's great. He's not Eric Johnson. Dude, Eric Johnson's just on a different level when Eric Johnson's being the best version yeah. of Eric Johnson. Do you so, think he's gonna see heavy amounts of ice time during a game? I mean, I think I think what we saw last night was pretty indicative of what we should what we can expect from EJ this year without the almost three minutes of power play time. Yeah. Six minutes of PK time, the rest even strength. Um, and and that'll I think that's the role that he's in. He's your top, he is your top PK guy. Um, I think ultimately it's probably gonna be next to Murray. Um, if they're all healthy. I think Murray would probably be first, and then Taves would probably be second on that. Taves with either Byram or Jack Johnson if he's in, depending on how they want to run it. Yeah. I mean, if with Taves out for however long he's going to be out, uh, if Jack Johnson's first in line, then yes, it's, it's Johnson yeah. at Johnson. Yeah. Which we saw last night on the PK. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was happy. Yep. And the other uh, thing you can, Oh, good. I said, the other thing you can like expect from EJ is just that calmness back on the D like, do you see him? Like he gets in trouble. He just skates the puck out of the zone. It's great. Like that's awesome to see when he does that. It's yeah. It, EJ has always been a guy that has relied on. 
don't, his physical ability, I guess. I don't know. God-given right talent. Yeah. yeah. But very much when he gets the puck, he believes his his gifts will, will get him to where he needs to go, and he's confident in it. So the whole lineup really – well, that's not true. The whole lineup likely to be there on opening night sure did look confident. Uh, I do want to get into a little bit more of the defense, but we do need to hit up Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Go get yourself some drinks down at the DNVR bar or find it at your local liquor store. You can use their Breck Beer Locator online. You can also find their good company, Hard Seltzer, talking about the other day, and we can't we still can't figure out how they made alcohol taste like candy. So if you want absolutely delicious alcohol, the good company hard seltzer is the way to go with, uh, with the Breck brew crew. So do that one. And then once you're feeling loose, feeling confident, go hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. win yourself a whole bunch of money. If you get a new account with code DNVR right now, you can sign up at $1 on any NFL game you can get 150 bucks instantly in free bets as AJ has lost his mind. <laughs> Just reading our comments. We call those people <laughs> idiots. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, don't be an idiot and go get a bunch of free money on DraftKings. Go bet on whatever you want. I've been telling people my kick right now is darts. And making a ton of money off of that. Super he's not. Funny. He's actually not kidding. <laughs> yeah, he was telling. He was talking to me about it the other day. He was like, "Oh, I was just trying to get to the end of my DraftKings money." And yep. <laughs> now you I'm, have like scouting reports. He's he's like up like I'm a up ton of a money. lot. I am up a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, he's up uh, like a legit like a. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need a scouting report, all right? You just show up. And this is like, it's called the online live darts league. And all these dudes are like super duper animated. So you watch the first couple, couple of sets games and you can immediately tell the dudes that just don't have it that day. Yeah. Every time they throw the darts and they miss, they're like, Oh God. Ugh. And then you make <laughs> it the rest of the day and you make tons of money. <laughs> no poker faces on darts. You're right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hit DraftKings up, bet on the darts. Of course, you can bet on hockey. I saw someone in here said they put down their $50 bet on Kemper for the Vesna. Get in on that. It was plus 1000 today. So you can bet on F1, absolutely. Uh, if you want to bet on Team Max, I'm all here for it. You can bet for the bad guys, or you can bet for Donut Man, too, and whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> pretty much anything under the sun. You can uh, you can do it. Yeah, darts announcers are crazy. All right, <laughs> they they get so into it. I had no idea how life changing the number one hundred and eighty could be. Okay, <laughs> they they go so hard. Yeah, I no doubt you can bet on F one, right? Like yes, yeah. yes, you can bet on individual racers. You can bet on the team constructors, all that stuff. So. You're good there. Uh, also, you know, coming coming hopefully soon. Speaking of F1, is is maybe some some fun down at the bar on a on a Sunday. F1 is coming to mm. the Western Hemisphere, so we might try and uh, might try and sneak a little corner of the bar. Also, 
Um, I know it's a little ways off, but the Broncos bye week is November 21st. And yep. F1 just announced a race in Qatar yep. for that day. So if it's a night race, we are definitely taking over the bar and pushing yep. out nerd-ass football fans. That one's definitely <laughs> happening. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joaquin Flurble, our favorite floorball player. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, yeah. Blaze? Well, Blaze, are you doing in, great? Are you in the studio right now? Yeah, he's in studio. I he, am in the studio. I was, I, I was like, "Where's the weird dog painting? What's going on here?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had to go pick up some shirts, and then I wasn't going to make it back, so I just stopped by the bar. That's the dream. Yeah, That's just how it is. Uh, There's a lot of shirts downstairs too. Wow. So yeah, come check out the bar. Uh, by the way, I am at least going to be there tomorrow afternoon. AJ, I think yep. you're coming too. So yep, we'll be there. The Isles game is at noon. We're both going to come hang out, watch it. If you want to come chat hockey with us, we would love to talk. Bar opens at 10 a.m. I think. Yep, opens at 10 a.m. We're gonna we're gonna try and carve out a small section of the bar because you know it's saturday so people are going to be there to watch college gang, football college but we're going to yeah. be we're going to be there watching preseason hockey <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to be doing we're going to be hanging out at the bar yeah so come i'm in. jealous i'm going to be watching high school hockey so well which is good. which was harder to sit through high school hockey or preseason hockey Oh, well, I mean, like I have a little, you know, stake in the high school hockey. I know most of those kids out there. So, <laughs> so probably preseason hockey. How many, how many of the kids have you coached? Uh, probably like half, like as they get into high school, you start getting a, a different walk of kids. So sure. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. guess the, the high school kind of conglomerates them all right, but yeah. All right. But I had that kind of power. Just like, <laughs> just get out of the bar. <laughs> All right, time for the college football people to leave. It's one time. Uh, to to Blake's comment here as we get into the second period, I really, really like the way you tweeted about this, AJ, where it's like, look, maybe you can get by with any of these abs depth defenders, but you put two of them together and it gets real scary real fast it's like <laughs> it's like choose your own adventure except all the adventures end with you giving up a goal <laughs> yeah. you don't know how you got down. there you don't know how you got there they're all different but they all end up in a puck in the back of your you neck get, you get yeah. end to the end of that fourth story and it says turn to page 137 and you're like no <laughs> not another one and it's mostly the d getting split down the middle i oh. mean watching Marcus Foligno. Yeah, go wide on takes you. Curtis McDermott wide. <laughs> <laughs> what, bro? Dude. The McDonald McDermott pairing was worse, man. That oh, pairing was so bad. Oh. McDonald, I think McDonald was better than he was against Vegas, but not good enough. Yep. Like he didn't. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was bad. Um, I really didn't. I don't know. Dennis Gilbert has just been. Maybe it was because he just had. He was just so bad last year that I, I'm just like, mm, I don't mind this so much. Um, 
maybe it's because I'm I just I I know how this Jack Johnson thing ends. Yep. <laughs> where he has a good camp and it's a decent preseason and the coach loves him and then he's gonna get overplayed and then we're gonna get twenty five games into the season and it's gonna be like Jack Johnson's fucking horrible, guys. Everybody's gonna be like, Why did we like Jack Johnson? How did we let this happen? How could this take place? And <sighs> it's where it's headed. It's just so predictable. Yeah, I mean the hope there is Taves oh comes back God. and they're they're healthy, but yeah, the McDermott last night flubbing that puck. So Cout oh. is back on the first <laughs> guy back on the back check. in the corner by himself. Yeah. Wins a one-on-two puck battle, gets it to McDermott cleanly. McDermott flubs it so badly it goes behind him right and ends up in front the of slot. the net. Yeah, and it was just like, dude, what is going? Oh my god! And then. I don't know. I don't know what panic button went off in Darcy Kemper's head, but way too screwed. You are a giant human being. You don't need to be that scrambly, my man. This is not Arizona anymore. You don't need to rely on the quite the bad habits. And then that was a pretty bad structural breakdown. Uh, yeah. Jack Johnson McDermott. is Jack Johnson for years has been significantly <laughs> worse than Patrick Nemeth. Significantly worse than Patrick Nemeth. Yeah. Habs fans just can't get over this Patrick Nemeth thing. It's, that he very just, weird. Yeah. That Patrick Nemeth was like a perfectly fine third-pairing defender for, for basically his whole career. He's been totally acceptable. A limited player, but not atrocious. And Jack Johnson is going to be a big, big, big step back from that. All right. They kind of have the same skill set, too, right? They're not. McDermott's going to be a bigger step back from that. So (laughs) great. Anyway, don't do not agree. I did not think Cout was bad at all in this game. So let's just do the Cout thing, because I think it was I think it's it's. He looked bad in comparison to, say, Sampo Ranta, well, who went off. So did everyone, yeah. yeah. Right, but, like, you're trying to make a team, and you have a limited number of games. Shane Bowers had a good game in Vegas. He shined. Uh, Martin Kaut did not shine last night and then got benched. Played nine minutes. Yeah, like, he did not play he much. Got, he got an opportunity on the PK, got scored on. He got an opportunity yeah. to even strength, got scored on. Now, again... To to pin all of those solely on Martin Cout is absurd. But that was the right play on the the PK too. Like had, that's not I his mean, fault. Right. All I wanted was that. All I wanted from him in that is that he's a little more in the center of the ice. Because yeah. I don't need him to be that high up in the zone. You're on a PK. You can't just like chase it out. Uh, there were some things like he used his body pretty well, and I think he, I think he made some nice plays with the puck. But it was like all small things. And then he blew big things. And it was, it was in, in, in like the world of body language and confidence, he doesn't have it. You look at it, you look at Sam Paul Rantis having the time of his life. Alex <laughs> Newhook was pretty quiet last night. Uh, had one great PK shift and hits the, hits the post. And you know that that guy, that guy is one of the most confident guys in the organization. That guy walks into a room and his dick has been there for five minutes, hanging out, getting to know everybody. Like that is a that is a that is just that guy. He is not going to worry about that, right? Like no big deal. So that you look at in comparison to his peers, 
I think Cout looked bad. If you isolate just Cout's game, I don't think it was that big of a deal. So, but when you're fighting for a job, not that bad is nowhere near good enough. I yeah. here's my thing is I don't think Cout was as bad as as you're saying at five on five. I thought he was really quite good and had a lot of polish at five on five. But when you're talking about the job he's competing for. You can't look that bad on the penalty kill. It's going to make it really hard for anyone to put you in their bottom six if you can't PK. It's really hard if you don't if you're not on the power play and you're not on the penalty kill. It's really hard to be in a bottom six. Yeah. Yep. Like you can like get by with like one of those guys, but you look at Colorado's projected bottom six. Okay, we haven't even mentioned his name yet, but Mikhail Maltsev played last night, and you know what I. I liked him. Bro, are you doing a fantasy football draft right now? <laughs> no. Um, Didn't have it on silent. Rookie move. <laughs> um the so Maltsev Maltsev won nine of thirteen faceoffs, looked good on the PK, and handled his shit defensively. Like if you're talking about a guy that's trying to win a job on a fourth line, those checked all the boxes. Did he look any good on, on offense at all or with the puck? Not really. But took care of his business in his own end. Limited mistakes. Bad things didn't happen to him. That's going to put him ahead in the race when you're talking about a depth job. And, and winning face-offs. Something that we were we were curious about. Okay, Belmar was a big face-off guy. How did it, you know, how does it look? What, what does that go? You know, everybody last night, except for JT Comfort, did well in the face-off circle. Yeah, it's pretty easy to be good against Minnesota on the faceoff circle. Though. And like against Minnesota's like all bottom six like depth cats, right? Yeah, Except Zuccarello yeah. and Fiala. But I'm I I'm really not. I'm like with with you look at how Maltsev handled his business last night. It wasn't perfect. It didn't blow you away. It wasn't it wasn't anything like, oh, this is a this is incredible. I I you know. God, you have to play this guy, but he takes care of the business in the area of the ice that he needed to. And then you look at Martin Count. Martin Count just didn't. Now one preseason game. There are four. There are four of these things to go. They should continue. All of these guys should really continue getting ice time to to sort some of this out. But yeah. two games in right now, Shane Bowers trending up. Mikhail Maltsev trending up. Sampo Ranta, funny, he's our title guy, and we haven't even really talked about him yet. Trending it. up. We're saving it. Alex Newhook, I would say, is probably neutral right now. Uh, and then everybody else has work ground to, to gain. At work this to point. do. Yeah. Work to do. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. With it. I'm okay with putting it that way. Yeah, you're not trying to win these games. You're trying to just evaluate what you have. Yep, in those depth players, right? Like Oscar Olsson trending up, yeah, um, yeah, trending, trending up, but in sort of a meaningless way because yeah. he <laughs> he's not making the team. But I do think this is an interesting question. Uh, do you give him another preseason game now? I, I, yeah, I give. So I give him the the away game in Minnesota on Monday because okay. um, that's sort of like the last they will a lot of AHL guys About to get cut after that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You know that there will be some cuts this weekend, and then after that game, there will be big cuts as they are in the final. 
uh, three games at that point of the preseason, they'll start to take it more seriously. I look, uh, Lawson's looked really good in both of these preseason games. He scored good goals, but he's played good hockey. He, he sniped that first goal in the first preseason game, and you just saw all of a sudden he was a significantly more confident player, realized, hey, I can hang with these guys. And there's still the decision making is still slow. There's still a bunch of stuff he's got to work on, but oh, there's dude. you're you're leaving this preseason with an idea of now, okay, there's an NHL player there somewhere. I the number one yeah. thing that Olauson has to still work on is something that he can't control right now, but it's physical maturity. Yeah. Because a lot of his appeal as an NHL player in four years is going to be in the fact that he's really he's big. 210, 215. Exactly. Yeah. When he yeah. fills out and he gets stronger, and that's gonna one, that's going to make his shot even better. But two, it's going to help him diversify what he's able to do offensively. And he needs all of that. Yeah. So the- um, I, I would give him one more game and then move on because you know he's not making the team. You know that he's not opening up the season in Colorado. You know he's going back to Barry. Send him back to the OHL. Don't mess around with this. Give him the one game in Minnesota and then get out of here because you have – a totally you have a huge roster battle going on you have a huge <laughs> melee of decent players that you're trying to sort through the more time that you give a Lousen for as a guy that is not making the team that you know is not making the team and let's be real even if he by some freaking miracle makes the team he's not going to stick beyond the nine games it's not happening so you know how this ends one way or another, this is ending up with that dude getting sent down. So just for me, it's like just there's no need to continue. You have a huge roster battle. The next Miko, no, he's not. He has yet to show any playmaking ability whatsoever. Um, it's a great shot, though. And that's all good and well. Miko, Miko is an elite top five at his position. Uh if Oscar Olauson could just be a consistent second line player, if he's the it would be a man's Miko, massive the win on this. Yeah. 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 So a long way to go for anything like that, but we'll, we'll see. Obviously much better to leave a camp with a good impression than a bad one. Oh, dude, this has been well, 100%. from Arizona. Yep. So good news for Olauson there really quick. Darcy Kemper as well. We can talk about Anna then too. Um, definitely looked a little bit squirrely. The the penalty kill in particular was was rough all the way around Kemper and the defense in front of him. But same thing as with Frankie here. It's half of a preseason game. We're not going to draw too many conclusions from the goaltender, correct? Or play? Well, I mean, he did he did play last year. I mean, that, you know, you you would hope that we came out and instilled some confidence in the base of like. I know what I'm doing here. He, he did look a little squirrely, but it is the, you know, the first time that he's played in an actual game this year. So we'll give him a little bit of a leeway there. Uh, got to see more from him or else the abs are going to be doomed. So he's got to be better. All right. Certainly can't be given up two goals on 12 shots in the regular season very often, but not at all. And that first one was, I mean, I know it was on the a power play. Those first two goals were on the power play. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you gotta give him a little leeway, but that that one where it came up it was, to the, the ice it was a fluffer. It's pretty leaky. Yeah, yeah. 
Secura has promised. Dylan, this is not how you spend your day off. <laughs> you do not need to be in our YouTube comments, bud. Sakura was perfectly fine, but as it's kind of the same story as Kout in my mind. There's a bunch of dudes that Bro, outplayed him. No. No. <laughs> Hard disagree. Okay. Hard disagree. That dude that dude looked awful. I thought he looked awful. I, I mean, did you expect him to look good on PP1? No. I expected but him I, to I look I thought he was competent. just a guy. I thought he I thought he was fine. I thought it was thought, just a guy out there. I thought it was a nightmare for him. I thought it was real bad and would be difficult to justify the staff giving him significantly more opportunities. I mean, I think that holds true just because you have five dudes that have outplayed the shit out of him, but man, regardless okay, well, this, of his own play. Coming in though, but like that's a guy that has been a borderline NHL player for a couple sure. of years and sure. has been like a decent guy in the NHL when given chances. So I was expecting something out of him. And instead he didn't have a good camp and he looks he looks bad. So I didn't even notice him. <laughs> I only noticed bad, man. It was not I I didn't I did not think it was good. I in a world of overreacting to the preseason, I was like, what the hell was that? I probably like I have low expectations for guys like McDermott and Johnson and Dennis Gilbert and like like those types of guys. Like my expectations are pretty low. So when they meet them, I'm just kind of like, yeah, what'd you expect? Maybe that's your problem having but, expectations. Yeah, I thought Dylan I thought Dylan Sakura <laughs> was like like I've watched him in the NHL and thought this guy's really not that bad. He was totally inoffensive in the two games that he played against the Avs in the postseason. Fine, but I was just surprised at how bad he looked. Uh, I know I I've seen that I've seen that thing. He's he I've seen that dude play way better than that before. So I know that there's way more there than what we saw. All right, gentlemen, do you know step one? I'm 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 out. I don't want to answer any of these questions. I don't. I don't. It's just pure silence now. I no one's walking into on this answers. anymore, Rudo. Yeah, I don't want to be on the other. I don't want to be on the NFCD's nuts. I walked into that one hard. Uh, okay. Well, step one is collect pizza. Step two is eat pizza. <laughs> and I'm, we weren't lying. We are sponsored by Sexy Pizza. Okay. <laughs> so go if you want to try Sexy Pizza, come to the DNVR tailgate. We're having Sexy Pizza all you can eat at the tailgate. It's just 20 bucks to come. If you want the party bus, which allows you to get a bus there and back as well, it's just an extra 10 bucks. So 30 bucks. You don't have to park. You don't have to pay for parking, any of that. You get all the beer, all the food you can eat. Do that. Come get some sexy pizza. It has been recommended, given the thumbs up by Brendan Vote, our local New Jersey, and I guess Patrick's from New Jersey too. We'll have to ask him. But uh, Vote has given it a plus as the uh, the New York style pizza to eat here in Colorado. So go check out Sexy Pizza. Go get some amazing, delicious pizza. Put it in your mouth hole. It will be great. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Sexy dot pizza. Uh, that's that's dope. I did not know that their website was sexy.pizza. That's kind of awesome. Don't 
don't misspell that. I feel like you could end up somewhere bad if you misspell that web address. Uh, <laughs> see, look, everyone who's had it uh, is 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 loving it. Hmm. Sexy pizza this year's Halloween. <laughs> have, have any of us had it? <laughs> I have, so we have I've not tried this it. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, we can go yeah, get some yeah. sexy pizza this weekend. Perfect. Um, all right. So, when you go to a costume party, right? It's easy. It's easy to do the work in the costume, but when the costume comes off, they don't want to think you're role playing George of the Jungle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. You need to use the tools of modern society to make sure that you're looking good in the bedroom. <laughs> so go to Manscaped. You know what? If you want to stylize a sexy pizza into your pubic hair, you can do that <laughs> with Manscaped. Get 20% off with code DNVR and free shipping if you get the perfect package 4.0. Go on over there. You can get a bunch of other stuff, too. They'll, they got deodorant, face shavers, breath mints, all sorts of stuff to get yourself looking good above the belt as well. You know, if you want to if you want to carve a pizza into your beard, who am I to say no? You can do it however you want. All right. <laughs> so hit up Manscaped. Use the DNVR card to let them know we sent you over there. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Have we have we beaten around the bush long enough? Uh, <laughs> don't don't make your weed whack, fellas. That's all I'm saying. Uh, close your eyes and think about just think about this moment in time. Don't think about the future. Don't think about the past. Right now, do you see Sampo Ranta? on the Avalanche lineup opening night. Mm. <laughs> my heart says yes. I'm going with my heart. <laughs> Blaze thinking with his heart. I like it. If he AJ, keeps us up. Yeah, I mean, look, if he plays if he two more games up, like he played this one, you have to, oh, right? Yeah. He's taking a spot. It, it would be, it'd be really hard not to. AJ, you're... Uh, you're awfully quiet down there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of work to do, man. Of course. But I think that big body, hard to play against, tons of upside and 10 tons of fun as a player. Jared Bednar's looking for something different. And it's very obvious the organization was looking for something different over the summer. They didn't just want more of the same. They wanted a little bit of a jolt to the lineup. They wanted a lightning bolt. And that's exactly what Sampo Ranta is. That dude is a lightning bolt. He comes in there and he can do anything on any given shift. I mean, there were dudes that tried to run him last night and they found out that that is a brick wall of a man. (laughs) (laughs) And as long as he's willing to continue to take that punishment and then starts to figure out once he's, once he can take it, how to dole it out a little bit. That's a dude that I, he could be the, he could be the perfect addition to a forward core that is 
a little light on nastiness. And the real question, it's not so much about the player for me as it is just the fit. Where does he go? What does he do? Yeah, and I, I actually wanted to talk about this. I, I tweeted it kind of jokingly, but if he gets to the NHL and he doesn't look completely lost like he did in those first two games last year, because if that happens, then it's just not it's not going to stick, full stop. So understand that. But if he gets to the NHL and looks like he fits, is it the craziest thing in the world to try him at two left wing? Well, you know, to build off of what Evan has kind of been talking about for a few days now, Ranta and Nichushkin have a lot in common, but you already have like the, like the floor model there. Yep. You know, like Nichushkin's there. Sure. But, but conceptually, if Ransom becomes the player that people think he can be, his offense is significantly better than Nichushkin's and his defense is going to be significantly worse. Sure. But we're talking about development. And your initial question was about opening night. Yeah, so are we having yeah, a are we, we having that, I mean are we having conversations, a, sure. Are we having a bigger picture conversation? Yes. yes that's okay. where this this question because, was going longer term. If he gets okay. to the NHL and looks like he can stay. Yeah, because I think I think what he's showing is that he's not I mean, he may not be ready immediately, but he's not far off at all. Yep. There's not he, much I mean, physically there's nothing left for him to worry about. It's entirely about getting him comfortable playing in the pro game, getting him comfortable playing in a structure, uh, and having real defensive responsibility. Yeah, and like I, he scored a shorthanded goal last night, and that's all good and well. The work, the work was done by other dudes, and the, they got him the puck in a situation where it's like, oh, he can just go wide and make a move on a guy, and then the puck goes in off of the other team's skate, and it was like. He does everything right and gets a little lucky. It was a great example of making your own luck, but it's... There are some things, too, right? Like, eventually, ultimately set up the Olausen goal and other times throughout the night. that was awesome. Where, one, very, very awesome, very encouraging that he's confident enough to do stuff like that, but you get into a real proper NHL game and you try to circle the zone twice and someone's going to (laughs) take your head off. It's real hard to do. <laughs> it's real hard to it's real hard to get away with some of that stuff, which was something that I was thinking about as it was happening last night. Like, yep. this is fun to watch. This is all good and well, but yeah, I mean, he's deadly around the net, though. Like, talk, talk, and he said when he gets around the net, he is deadly. North South skater um, definitely needs some help in the defensive zone, and we saw that last night, right? Like at the end of the game there, which led to the goal he. Fl- it was like a what was a backhand up the boards that got stopped. So, yeah, it's I and look, you're never the player Sampo Ranta. You're never asking him to become Valnachushkin, totally defensive yeah. winger. You're asking him to become. Please don't murder us in the defensive zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And right. When, when talking about like they're so similar body type and style of play. It's very north-south. It's very basic. Um, good size, great skating, good speed, great physical tools. All those, like that's that's the comparison. Yeah, um, and he's as, up, as, hasn't he? Like as players, like yeah, Nuke is going to be elite defensively. 
Sampo's you're hoping becomes a crazy play driver and just doesn't give it all back defensively. Yeah. Like yeah. stylistically similar, but results kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. You're hoping one of them, you're hoping the Sampo is a much more offensive type of guy. Yeah. If there's a guy that Sampo should really be modeling his game after, it's Blake Coleman. That would be fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good addition to the apps. And I think <laughs> I think tried. ultimately I kind <laughs> of agree with Blaze on this one. My heart says play Sampo Ranta. My head says he's going to get a bunch more preseason games, and we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if he does good, like, right, like, maybe he just gets the sniff. If somebody gets injured, yeah, someone totally, goes down. He's totally. going to... Like, get in the lineup, see what he does. Something's gonna happen. Um, and he's going through Bowers was invisible. You guys are <laughs> killing me today. I don't know why. Um something's gonna happen, and Sampo is putting himself into that conversation it, right now. Yeah. Very much if you didn't read uh our round table, that's basically what I said is going into this camp, my expectations for Sampo were like, all right. This dude is going to play in the AHL the whole year. Maybe he pushes for a call up at the end of the year. And he's gone from that to potentially pushing for a lineup job right now. But certainly after this game has to be right near the top of that call up list. Unless, you know, he bombs out the rest of the preseason. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and with four games to go, uh, like I said, there's. If you have to make decisions right now, I think Maltsev probably still gets the 4C job. Yeah. New Hook is still somewhere in your top nine. Um, Sampo has made it interesting. Uh, Bowers has made it interesting. Magna and Sakura have been, you know. Not interesting enough, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, you know, Cout work to do. Wingerly misses an empty net on a PK. Work yeah, to do. Wingerly, I think it's it's pretty clear what Wingerly's shortcomings fun. are going to be in in a depth role, though. He can't win a puck battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's fun though. Like I just like watching him play. He's just a Dude, Wingerly screams quadruple A player to me for sure. Like that's a dude who's gonna yeah. go to the AHL and tear yeah. it up down there, I think. But he well, and I think I think he is Rocco Grimaldi. Yeah, exactly. Where he just has to if he's gonna be in the NHL, he's gotta have he's got a team has to let him put him on a third out line how to an do offensive flair kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, they've gotta figure out how to let it let it happen because yep. it's not gonna be a very you can't you can't pigeonhole him into the traditional role player job and then be like, okay, go do it. Because <laughs> I just don't I just don't think that's gonna go well for him. We talked about Kemper a little bit, didn't really mention Eustace. I mean, he was fine. It, the game was sloppy from both Avs goalies, to be honest with you. But yeah. I liked Eustace a lot. I thought he was fine. I I don't think he did anything special. I he didn't face all that many shots. Face twenty. Did he face? I thought he faced more like yeah. fifteen. But I guess I guess the second half of the second period, Minnesota was kind of shelling him. So let me double check just because I don't want to lie. I mean, I have it right here. Yeah, you're right. It's twenty. Is he the smallest of all the Avalanche goalies? No, that's that minor. Are... Eustace? No. Yeah. 
Is Eustace he bigger? Big. Yeah, Eustace is. is he's he? not. He's not JoJo, but he's big. Yeah, yeah maybe that was the issue. Is that he was four, man? Yeah. Kemper yeah. and JoJo Kemper, are Kemper monsters. Kemper and JoJo are yeah. gigantic. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, probably why him, I was like, man, he's kind of small. <laughs> you, you put Anne and then next to Frankie, and then you all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I, anyone else you guys wanted to to point out specifically that I missed? I'm sure I've missed something. Uh, I mean, just a, a quick rundown here. Sammy G looked really good. Yep. Um, Tyson Jost. I really didn't. Tyson Jost in the first half, I was like, dude, what the? F-? And then figured it out real quick. Kicked he it looked, up enough. I'm, like... I'm. Go ahead. I was gonna say he just looked more like Tyler in the first half of the game, and then. You know, turned it over to Tyson. I, so. <laughs> I'm wondering how much Jost needs the game to get nasty for him to bring out the best in him, because I think until things start to pick up around him in intensity, he can drift through games a little too easily. But when the competitiveness ramps up, I think it pisses him off and it brings out that like competitor that's very much in there. But it, I don't think he accesses it naturally. He's I think he needs a little that, help. Uh, he's got to do that J-Dong meditation before games. Dude, whatever it is. Like, take <laughs> off the jacket. Like, you know. Whatever like whatever it is uh, that, that he needs. Like, maybe maybe he just needs Landis Gog to smoke him during warm-ups <laughs> or something. Like, he just I, just... I just think that there's something about Jost that... He drifts through games until teams want to pick it up and play a certain way. And then all of a sudden he locks in. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't know how, I I don't know how to get that out of a guy. You know, I'm not wired like that. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't need motivation when I start competing. I don't, I don't need motivation. I'm, the only I'm, thing, the only thing that gets me going is the idea of losing, which makes me sick to my dude, stomach. I've always yeah. been the opposite. Like, if I get hot, I'll start playing like garbage. I'm a much better player when I just am cool, calm, and collected. But, uh, yeah, Sammy Slapshot was from was great. The one that the game winning goal was awesome. And it was Clapper. it was at five on five from inside the face off circle. But. If he can get open in that spot and shoot that shot, I'm here for it, man. That's that's dope. Quick riser. Yeah, it was quite a missile. Like it it just got up off the ice so quickly. So, um, look if he's got that in the bag this year, I he's gonna be he's gonna score fifty points. So let's go. Yeah, I love watching Joe skates. Awesome too. His edge work is unreal. Like. He's gotten it's crazy because when he first came into the league, it was like, oh my, it was so sluggish. City. Yeah. It was so sluggish. And he's yeah. really smoothed it out over time. Yeah. Like he doesn't uh, he doesn't chop into the edges anymore. Like if you watch him, he like glides it out and then pushes when he needs to. Like it's awesome to watch him skate now. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but it's I like it. I don't want to throw <laughs> up every time he skates, at least. <laughs> so last night there were Five guys. Five guys that had multi-point games. Yep. Do you know who they are? I'm staring at the box score. So oh, yes. you cheat hole. <laughs> you don't think I have the box score up when so, we're talking about the game? Rant. Sambo. Yeah. yeah Johnson. So Sam- 
Sampo, EJ. There's five of them. Five. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure after that. Kadri and Gerard are the easy ones. Oh, yep, yep. The one that's snuck in there that we haven't talked about at all is JT Confer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that he got rocked on faceoffs last night. He only won four of ten. But I thought that the rest of his game was pretty encouraging. I he's bad on the PK, man. He's bad on the PK, and I just don't understand. But it's not – I just don't want to harp on this anymore. But I did really like what he was doing offensively. I thought he was moving around the ice really well. Because yeah. there, again, like Jost, like that's a guy that occasionally will just glide his way through games. You don't ever see him take a stride. He hops off the bench and he just sort of turns his way through a shift. I think, uh, I think watching him get engaged last night and move around was a good reminder of what JT Comfort can be. Yeah, I look. I I'm confident there's still a 30 point NHL player in there. It's just he has to show up and do it. Yep, man. Um, Eric asked, well, overall, what are you guys looking for in these, these last preseason games? Don't get hurt. That's, <laughs> That's number one. Number one. Number, number one. two. Number three. Um, the rest of this is special teams for me especially on the PK because that's going to play it was that's going to play a big role in helping to decide maybe who gets fourth line precedent here yeah. you know what's what's can Mikhail Maltsev like look if he's going to win 9 out of 13 draws every night including multiple defensive zone draws and on the PK where they were able to get clean clears because he wins the draw cleanly uh if if he's able to do that that's it's going to make him harder to unseat in that position this is where this is you have to succeed around the fringes here. It's not even it's weird because it's not so much at even strength that you need to be awesome or even good. Just don't take care of your business in the defensive zone, win faceoffs and uh, lock it down on the PK. And you put your you do you do a, a you do right by yourself in winning a job. So that's what I'm looking for is the guys who are succeeding because there's a lot of guys playing on power play and PKs right now that won't in the regular season and showing value on those units is probably how you're separating yourself and making a team. Cause right now, if, if you have to pick between Mikhail Maltsev and Martin Kaut, the one thing that you've got is that Maltsev's playing center. Maltsev's gone the PK. Yep. So and- it's the little things that will make yeah. the biggest of differences. Especially if you're looking for more versatility. Maybe the Avs are in a world where they're trying to get away from Comfort on the PK. Because right now, Jost and is going to seem like no-brainers. Put him on your PK. Easy. Yeah. After you, that. Newhook succeeding on the PK the way that he did. That's yep. going to be a thing that, hey, look. He played PK his entire ball in Boston College career. Yep. So yep. it's not yep. like it's a foreign thing to him. So that's if he can continue to find some success there and be disruptive and a playmaker there. We know Logan O'Connor is going to be on that unit. We know Darren Helm is going to be on that unit. Like there are some there are some guys that you already are aware of. If Nachushkin is an, is going to be asked to play more of a second line role, I think he's probably going to be he's limited on the, the PK. power play that way. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably going to be more limited on PK to save up some of the energy for other things, uh, which I think is look. I, 
we'll come back along. to that 15 games into the season. Yeah. I think it's temporary. I think it's just not gonna it's not gonna work and it's not gonna continue long term. And we're gonna look back on it and forget it ever happened because lol. But until that point, you know, there there that's maybe ice time that is open to somebody for some for one of these young guys to step into it. Yeah, I, I think that's a real possibility. Bednar did mention he did not like this team's lack of discipline. Are we making anything of that, or are we saying it's preseason and they're calling a bunch of nonsense? Yes and no. Um, Jack Johnson, penalties again. Um, the Jost one, that's a everybody has to get used to the new cross-checking rules. Um, the Comfort one does, was, was unnecessary. The Gerard one was unnecessary. Everything that happened with Kedre and Landeskog should not have happened, <laughs> in my opinion. And Landeskog ended up with 16 uh, penalty minutes because he did get assessed hooking at uh, the buzzer in yeah. the third period <laughs> because he, he took down Ryan Hartman at center ice just because he freaking could. Um, so you want to see them. You want to see those guys all reel it back. But we also know how it is in the preseason. These guys get a little whistle happy and, you know, that's I, I'm I'm not worrying about it too much yet. But ask me again, five games into the regular season, if they've lost all five and their PK is getting lit up and they're taking eight penalties per game. <laughs> OK. Um, all right. Any final thoughts, please? I thought they're looking better. I mean, obviously, as you start adding the NHL roster into the preseason games, they're going to look better and better. So, yeah, I, I felt like this is a pretty fair, well, fairly even two rosters, right? Both of them yeah. playing their second game. Minnesota put in a significant number of NHLers here, and the Avs took home the W. So, yeah. count that for whatever you want. Newhook's sister, did you hear about that? I did not. She's playing for Abby. Boston College. Abby scored, yep. the, uh, she... scored the overtime winner. Yep. All right. So we have Jesse Debut. and Abby yep. Newhook. Let's go. We're going to build the, the Lady Avs pretty soon here. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, all right. Yeah. Next game is on Monday. Very likely won't exist as far as watchability unless Minnesota does something about it again, which they might. We'll see. Wow. Maybe the yeah. abs will do something. Uh, I don't think so. Wow. AJ's crazy. jaw dropping on these uh the That's a, deal. Such a good deal for Hughes. I agree. Yeah. Jim Benning, Jim Benning rocked that. The Patterson yep. thing is more of a problem, but the yeah, number I, is good. Getting six years for Hughes, I thought was a coup. Six years of that end. number? Yeah. Absolutely. After what yeah. after what just happened to the defenseman market? That's a mm, mm, mm. that's a down year. Yeah, that's the goods. So that's good job by Jim Benning on that one. Yeah. I am still a Quinn Hughes believer. I'm a believer in him being very good. Oh yeah, if he's elite. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. Some of the money that got given out this last yeah, summer there was some was there just... was some wild defensive contracts <laughs> yeah. out there, man. It Darnell was like rich. Dude, it was it was like anything anything you can do, I can do worse, right? Like, <laughs> NHL GMs were just like, which which one of us is gonna sign the worst contract? And Joe Sackett's <laughs> over here, just like, 
All right, hey, uh, Kale, six years. That sound good, bud. Six years, nine million. Great. Yeah, great. six six by nine. Is that, is that immediately solid? followed by Seth Jones <laughs> signing nine and a half in Chicago, yeah. and it's like my oh. gosh. <laughs> okay, well, it's been a fun one. We're gonna get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone watching, listening. However, you consume the pod. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. We are actually off this weekend for the first time in a while so come join us at the bar tomorrow at noon we're going to be hanging out come chat with us we want to see you there chat up a little bit of hockey or or whatever else you want at the bar should be a fun time but uh other than that we will talk to you all next time